You're now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Get this cake up. Get this cake up. Only thing I care about. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D Ray Brinson. And you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. Go over there and check out one of our latest articles or reviews. And this episode is brought to you by Top Harvest Club. Again, that name is Top Harvest Club. They are a cannabis cultivation facility that produces premier cannabis. So definitely check them out. And today is going to be another Rapture discussion and for this rapture discussion, it's gonna well, this is part six. Again, if you haven't listened to part one through five, go back and listen to those and then come back to part six. But you can listen to them out of order because they don't necessarily build off each other, but you might get some spoilers. Spoiler alert. And for this one, for those of you out there who know, who have listened to podcasts or have gone to the sonicbreakdown.com or follow us on Instagram or uh, Twitter. You know this particular artist is one of my favorite artists out now and has been one of my favorite artists for a very long time. And those who know will know and get who it is by this quote alone. I skate on water, I skate on ice. So if hell froze over, then I still be nice. As you can tell by that line right there, it's Rhapsody. So this episode is going to be about, again, like I said, one of my favorite artists out um, right now. She's been one of my favorite artists for ever since. Um, actually, we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's Rhapsody. And before I get into uh, my background with her, because that's going to be a minute, I'm going to let you go and, uh, <laughs> and give your background on, on what you knew about Rhapsody before this episode. So glad to be back on the Stay Woke podcast with you, brother. No problem, man. Uh, now, Rhapsody. Well, to be quite frank... As usual, uh, this is a running theme for this show as well. I've never heard of this person prior. Um, when I first heard it on the documentary, I immediately thought of MC Light or Queen Latifah based on the presence alone when I was hearing the flow and the way she was rapping. I also like the way she carries herself, kind of like a role model for women. As a matter of fact, uh, during the, the beginning when they were kind of hyping her up a bit in the episode, uh, Dr. Dre and Kendrick... They basically spoke really high of her. Kendrick had a mic on his head. He was, I guess he was doing a radio show or some recording. And Dre was sitting there in the camera like, this is, you know, this chick, you know, is what's up. Paraphrasing. Basically, like, I was pretty hyped for this episode. Um, just like, oh. okay, she seems pretty dope. And I, I do like Queen Latifah stuff. I do like MC Lights too. And I like the flow. I like women that actually rap. I respect the hell out of it because a lot of women don't. I'm usually hearing them singing. So when I heard this, this got me excited to know about her and now i want to dig to her as we go along through the through this um podcast here you're going to hear me say towards the end i'm going to do more research on her because now i'm i'm interested in what her craft is and first i want to say i think it's a good thing that you're not familiar with it because the fact is like as it's been a running theme on uh on, on on this is i'm already familiar with almost every artist on here and and a lot of them i'm very very familiar with so it was, I think it's good to have that uh, that dichotomy of my experience of knowing them versus your inexperience of knowing them and, and seeing how this documentary changed both of our opinions and is guiding us in different directions based on the, the level of experience with these particular artists. Right. And um, then the listeners, too. Yeah. They, they might not they might know a lot of them. They might know only one exactly. or all of them except for one. So they're able to 
that, that's the beauty of these things. Yeah. And with going going back to my background with um, Rhapsody, as a lot of you have out there have known, is my introduction to Rhapsody was with her being featured on Kendrick's "To Pimp Butterfly" on Complexions. Similar to Jay Z reciting that verse to her, that verse, uh, I remember me and uh, F and Maddie, who's been on, who was actually on the first podcast, uh, the first episode. I remember me and him. As soon as that album, we were already talking about the album, and that was the feature we could not stop talking about. I was just like, yo, she is dope. I was like, if if she's consistent, if this is just a, a, a peek into what she has in store for us, this complexions, then I don't know where I've been. Just like you, how you said you wanted to, that was my, that was my, I need to find out everything she's done point. That was yeah, when I was like, mom. I was like, I was like, oh, and from that point, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. I went, um, she came out with The Beauty and the Beast, which was came out in 2014, and then she re-released it in 2015 after uh, the buzz that she was getting around Kendrick, which I think was marketing and, uh, and, and from the business aspect, genius, because that came back on my radar. And so I looked at that, I listened to that album, and that's where I feel it, that intro that was the first verse on that on that track and when i talked to uh uh our, our used to uh dj william west who used to produce the podcast um who's doing his podcast now live in the garage you guys should go check that out we were talking about that that line and just the one we just heard you play right yeah i, I float on water i skip on ice if hell froze over i'll still be nice that i was like man yo she is like she's she has everything that you want in hip hop, and that's what I learned going back through it. Like I said, from that point on, I went to I found out her, her mixtape. She got game, which came out in 2012. The idea of beauty, which thematically is just uh, so so well done, and and I think it's a great topic and image that women, and especially Black women, uh, young girls, uh, need to have are expressing and having more conversations about, which I think is great, and understanding that they are beautiful. Thank, thank Her Now, which came out in 2011. Return of the B-Girl, which she had, I believe, uh, Rod Digger on there in 2010. And then, like I said, Beauty and the Beast in 2014 and 15. And then Layla's Wisdom. So I've listened to everything that she's released from, like I said, after Complexions. I went back and did everything. And then every time she had an album, I was on it. Um, if you look at our top, top albums of 2017 and 2016... She's been on both of those. Last year, I think she made number five with Layla's Wisdom. And then the year before that, I think she was number two or maybe even number one um, uh, with uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, so I just, again, I think I thought she's been dope. I think she's uh, dope. And I'm glad that she's getting the credit that she deserves. Yeah, that's my familiarity with uh, Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, let, let's go into uh, the, the next part of the themes that we peeled out from it. Any particular themes that you peeled out that, that caught your eye? The fact that she's a role model for women mm -hmm. in the hip-hop industry. Mm -hmm. And a more than just the casual one. She's definitely have a voice on her. Mm -hmm. She has a message she wants to say. I was feeling, I was hearing all that. Especially with me since... Those of you that listen to Vibrations, since I am the emphatic one, I feel that because uh, I put a lot of emphasis on my words too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when I hear that, I could, I already resonate with it. And I'm like, ooh, I like the flow already. That's what already got me hooked. 
because I'm a sound person. If you if uh, you recall me saying mm-hmm. that, I listen to the sound mm-hmm. first, if it really captivates me. And then when I heard the lyrics with it, I was like, "Ooh!" And she got good. She got good lyrics too. Oh, this is good. So I got hooked. So now I'm like, okay. So after this podcast, I'm gonna do some more research on her. But sorry, I know I was going off there. But I like the overall theme itself that she was conveying in the um, in the episode. Women can do this just as good as men can, or j- even just have the same opportunity. It's like a for equality on that part. And there's not enough that people probably get, or uh, f- excuse me, female rappers that get overlooked mm-hmm. for obviously the ones that are obviously doing something positive and in that same light. That's kind of just the overall theme with it. I really just liked the entire message and the whole theme with it itself. And to uh, piggyback off what you were saying in, in regard to that, and that's why it, it, once when I heard her on Complexions and I went back to her discography and I realized how good she was, it made me feel bad as a hip hop head, as I claim to be, that I didn't know about her before that. Because if I'm highlighting and I'm bringing attention to other artists that I think aren't getting credit that they deserve, why? And and it wasn't anything intentional, but it also showed just gender bias on my end. Is why didn't I why didn't I think of finding trying to find dope MCs as well, dope female MCs. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why we did following later that I think that same year we did uh top five MCs, female MCs. Cause we wanted to highlight and and bring attention to other that you know, yeah, Rhapsody is special. She is, and that's not because she's a dope female MC. She's just a dope MC. You you can put her up against Kendrick, you can put her against J. Cole, you can put her against whoever you want to, and she's gonna hold her own. And she's shown it by the feature she's been on. She's been on, she's had the hardest to get features you can ever get. Jay Electronica, Big Daddy Kane. But she's getting those features because game recognized game. And they know that she has the skills and that, okay, yeah, you're worth being on this record with me because I'm a legend. Big Daddy Kane's a legend. He don't have to, he doesn't have to get on a track with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, her being able to get Black Thought to come on her album, Layla's Wisdom. Black, De- Black Thought doesn't get on everybody's album. You have to earn his respect as an MC and a lyricist. And so... So that's that's what I just wanted to touch on. That's why I found her so important, and and that's why I wanted to highlight that as well. And so I encourage people to check out that uh, that episode as well because there's other dope female MCs like uh, No Name Gypsy, or I think she goes by Gypsy now, Sirac, who's also she's talented as hell. There's just so many out there, so definitely go check out that uh, episode. And just you know, uh, that's just something that I I took took into. It, it, it resonated with me as well from that aspect of, yeah, she's right. And that there are more out there that I'm not going to say she is special, but there are good, very talented female MCs besides, besides the ones that we see in, in main media. We know you're um, out there. Step forth. <laughs> um, the themes that I took were that it, this one for me was like mind and heart. She has the mind. She's so smart. She's so quick-witted. She's so uh, talented and skilled uh, because there's two separate things. Uh, you can be born with talent, but skill is, uh, is acquired. She's done both. She, she has both. And that, that's part of the mind part. But then she also has the heart, the soul, the, like you said, the emotions behind it. She means what she says, and she's, she's thoughtful in that regard. And she, she, she feels it. She that's 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 another thing that I, I picked up on her as well, just through her music before even seeing this documentary. Just I, I told uh 
uh, GQ, um, who I did an interview with, who's on Jamila. And that's one of the things he expressed as well. Like, so he, he ratified because he sees her on a daily basis, him and he's part of the Jamila family. He was on the Lalo's Wisdom Tour. And that's one of the things he said was, like, she's real. The person you think she is, that's who she is. There is no, there is no other Rhapsody. There is no, that is her. And that's the heart that I'm talking about. So, um, and that's why she's my favorite, one of my favorite MC is because of both of those, um, the mind and the heart. And so that's what I really took away as the, the overarching theme of it. Yeah, it just had a, it just emotionally uh, resonated with me in that regard. Just really being authentic, down to earth and so humble and hungry, but at the same time, just like a real person. <laughs> like just a real person, an everyday person that just happens to be immensely talented in, in her, her specific craft. I also like the fact that she's pretty mentally strong um, in, in the episode. Yeah. In that episode, do you remember when, I think about 2009, she was diagnosed with Graves' disease? Mm -hmm. I actually know somebody who currently has that. Yeah, so do I. And uh, the amount of hate and dislike for her yeah. with all those negativities, uh, uh, excuse me, neg negative comments. And that's just, the, that's the tip of the iceberg um, I'm sure in, in comparison to what she's got. Oh, yeah. What they oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just the fact that that could have easily psyched somebody out mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, you know what? Screw this. I don't, I don't want to receive all this criticism if people are going to be like that, but she obviously knows where she wants to go. She has a hero's journey that she needs to complete and she is, she's fucking going. Yeah. I mean, what, that actually ties in with one of the one of the scenes that resonated with me, as a matter of fact. And that's a, a great. That's what I wanted to go to next. So go ahead, yeah. Oh, perfect. The scene that I was uh, that resonated with me was that. Do you remember when her grandmother was talking about her graduating from NC State in accounting? Her grandmother wanted her to do in that field, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Oh, she was going to make so much money, but she end up pretty much in." I'm paraphrasing. Uh, be stubborn and go to the path where she wanted to go. Um, that is the the heart that you're talking about. Was I think that was a great example of showing it right there. Her family was telling her you should do something else, or at least her grandmother was, and she was like, "No, I'm dedicated to do this." And she was a basketball player too. Mm -hmm. And and the fact that she also she just decided to rap and she stuck to it. I thought I thought that was awesome. That was one of the that was one of the scenes. I'm like, okay. I definitely see the heart and ambition right there. That's much, much respect, much props to you. And uh, I think uh, another scene that highlighted that as well is the scene with Ninth Wonder saying, you know, I was hitting her with, you know, you got to do this. You got to change this. You got to all this, all this criticism and, and just after one after another, just saying, no, you got to change this. This ain't right. This ain't right. You got to do your homework listen to these seven albums which i thought was brilliant which we'll get into a little bit later at, but just hitting her consistently and like he said and even that in the episode he was like a lot of people would have just said forget it and he was like no she never had quit she just kept on going the thing that i wanted that also touches on that is she went into it knowing she was like talking to the greats that she's been around and they've and they're telling her like yeah it took me about Five ten years before I got that, before I hit that that pop, that buzz, that, that where you're at that moment, and that's true. And uh, that's that's usually what separates the people that get there and the the ones that don't is being resilient enough and hungry enough that 
your hunger will outlast or, or you'll be so hungry that that finish line is going to get to you before that hunger dissipates. Mm. And for each people is different, but it, it's, it's just crazy to me that it shows like uh, when you look at multiple fields, they say the first about five years in the business is be, before you get to the point of being successful or profitable. Right. Mm. She said for the artists that she knows, it's about a five to 10 year window. If you think about the NBA, most of people have to go through four years of school and then one year of high school. I mean, one year of college, five years. Like that's, it's, it's just crazy how that, it just means like, and then that, uh, the, I think it's the Gladwell thing about 50,000 or 10,000 hours before you're great at something. Oh yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee's comment. As a matter of fact, yeah, um, I think he, he was he was saying that I'm paraphrasing. It's not the man that does ten thousand kicks you should be scared of. It's the one that practices at ten thousand hours. Yeah, because he mastered it. Yeah, I think I think Bruce Lee said that, but I think Malcolm Gladwell is the one that uh, actually is quoted for it of of determining the actual n- number of hours. It's, it's pro- it probably is like the same foundation, just yeah. it was said just a little differently. The other thing that I took um, from the the more personal scenes was again, the fact of like going back to, we, cause we just talked about part of the heart side of it, back to the mind side of it, of her knowing her history, her doing the research, her knowing MC light, her knowing Queen Latifah. And it reminded that part reminded me of what I said about her in 2000. I don't know. Yeah. It had to be 2015 or 2016 when I wrote about her beauty and the beast uh, in our top 10. And what I said about her was, um, let me let me look at it real quick, is I compared her and I said, she has a smoothness of a Rakim, the aggression of uh, MC Light, the soul and emotion feel, or the soul and emotion of a Lauren Hill topped with the positivity and unity of a Queen Latifah. That is how I visioned her and then visioned like the algamation of like, when they always say we're standing on the shoulders of giants. That's the giants that I saw her standing on top of. And it was crazy that when she, watching the documentary, her saying, you know, MC Light, Queen Latifah, uh, Big Daddy Kane, those, like, that it was, that what I was seeing, she did her research and that's where it was coming from. I thought was was really interesting to me. I just really thought, paying attentive to your craft and understanding the history. And then uh, the homework that um, Ninth Wonder uh, told her to do. And I thought that was interesting. They only, I think only mentioned three of the albums he told her to do the homework on, but it was a doggy style, which I'm assuming he was talking about getting the style and the flow from uh, Snoop. Because uh, as Jay-Z talked about on, um, I think it was the David Letterman, it's just about how, how Snoop basically can say anything because of how it sounds. He just has, his voice is, is it has a quality about it that you want to listen to it. And she has that quality to me because I've said it on other podcasts as well. It's just something about her voice is warm and endearing, but she still has aggression when she needs it. She still has that, she just has range, uh, which is important. And that's how I think it was developed is through the exercises and the rigorous uh training, I guess, in essence, you, you want to put it, uh, that ninth wonder put her through, but it was all building to a point, which I think is important. You know, they also had the black album and midnight marauders, all classic albums. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was that aspect of it was very, very 
interesting and uh, resonating with me deeply. Hmm, that's like hip hop training 101. Go yeah. study these albums. These are like your weights. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. kind of cool how we got got her to do that. It I had a I was just thinking about that scene as you were describing it and I it just really dawned on me like damn, that's a really good example of the whole lesson that he's tra- that he's trying to teach her. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh actually that also reminded me of um something I talked about uh uh something that j cole actually brought told uh cause one of the artists that are on that's on his label dreamville kai cause oh cause my bad and it was basically he told them try rapping in other people's styles just as practice as try rapping on other people's styles other people's productions outside of your own productions and and there's a whole like regiment that he had to it but it's that same mentality that ninth was trying to give to rhapsody is that literally you have to approach this like you were doing basketball you have to approach this like anything else in life you have to you have to like eat breathe you got to live it and she even showed that kind of like sacrifice of um like how it's hard to have relationships and you know how she is single and and things of that nature that's Um, right yeah but that's how passionate she is about this that she's willing to to give those things up in order to achieve greatness you have to sacrifice something Um, it ties in with uh, jason kidd i remember hearing a couple years ago Every time that his friends would go out and do something, he would always be like, nah, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Or he'll he'll respectfully decline and he'll just like, you know, nah, I got something else to do. But he had to focus on his craft, sharpen his sword, mm-hmm. own, you know, work on his skills in order to get where he was and look where he became. Yeah. One of the other things that kind of really resonated with me was just the the fact of when she said that line of, I feel I can breathe. And that's she. She said she felt that when she got the deal with Rockefeller, um, with uh, Jamal and Rock Nation had that their their partnership. And the reason why that resonated with me is because that's kind of it, it. Made me just think of another reason why I think, or at least I want to aspire to uh, to be like Rhapsody in that regard. Of like, I try to work so hard and try to stay so focused that it's in a sense you kind of forget to breathe because you're so. It's you're so laser focused on the goal and tr- and trying to get there that you don't you don't think about and you don't have this you don't feel you have the time to breathe. And um, I told it to my girlfriend um, when I started my business last year, and you know things weren't going right, and you know I was you know still working hard. And the same thing with this podcast that there was certain points that you 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 just feel like you can take a moment to breathe. Like when I got my first investor for my business. Actually, even before that, when I we got all the equipment I needed to to get it to go, I, that's what I told my business partners. I was like, I feel like I can take because I saw it go from you know thoughts that we had to a business plan to getting everything together to actually making it and it being like we had the equipment and we we're starting. All right, guys, let's take one a quick breath. Now we got to go back to holding that shit. We got to get this going. We got to make this happen. And it just that it just reminded me that you you need to have those moments though. Like it's it's fine and great to be that focused and that determined and that ambitious and that um, hungry, but you have to take those moments to to take a breath and appreciate where you've gone, to allow yourself to a, a moment of rest to give you the energy to keep going. Yeah, on a more personal note, for me, I I usually tend to not focus on what I have done. I look at how much more I have to do, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit hard for I think for people that thinks similar to me to do that because I'm so focused on what's ahead, not what's behind mm-hmm. me. So basically in a, in a nutshell too, on a, in a good way, 
I'm not going to focus on my past successes too. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep going, but it's good to sit back and like, damn, I checked all this way. And it, it shows appreciation to yourself. It's more of a spiritual sort of aspect right there, but it does tie into that too. I believe it does. Yeah. So the, those were some of the the more personal scenes that really resonated. And in, in, like I said, I, that I gravitated, gravitated to, and as, as I've already brought up about like just understanding her craft and, and working on her craft and, and also the important the importance of having somebody there to to be your champion, like Ninth Wonder being there to say like, don't worry, you're good, we're gonna get there. But at the same time, like I said already, like he also gave that criticism, like this is what we have to do to get there. It's realistic. I think it's important to have people like that around you and to to keep on working as Rhapsody did to earn and get the respect of those others, earning the respect of Rod Digger to say. Yeah, like I want to be able to work with Rod Digger. Then Rod Digger saying, "Yeah, I'll work with you." And then her saying, "I want you to work with me now." That mutual respect of, "Yo, you're so good. I want you on my project." Which Rod Digger said in the documentary. I thought that was that was important. And then I say one of the things that we brought up earlier that really really resonated with me and was Black and Ugly when they were talking about that that track because when I really heard that track and that's why I also brought up earlier about the idea of beauty um, because that black and ugly and the idea of beauty kind of tie into the, the theme of it ties into each other. That like that idea. And that's something Rhapsody has been talking about for a long time. If you really listen to what she's saying in the words is like understanding your true beauty. And I think that's very important, especially for women of color, because they're so being upon, but they're also so relied upon. And what I mean they're the most overworked and underpaid, underappreciated. But at the end of the day, they still have this resilience and the strength about them. So just just understanding that regardless of whatever anybody says, like that there's beauty in you and there always will be and there always is. Just you have to understand that. And I think that is an important message that can't go, can't go overstated. Um, and so not only that, but just like I said, just... It, it opens eyes like it did minds. Like I said, how, how it opened my eyes about how I was viewing hip hop, not saying that I wasn't, I was uh, disrespecting women in, in that regard of in hip hop. It just, I wasn't actively looking for them. And she brought to light about the plight of women, the plight of black women, of, of women of color, and especially women in hip hop um, that have actually something to say uh, and don't fit in the stereotypes. Do you think she well, happened she still to made away? Do you think she happened to set, shed some light on that a bit easier? Uh, like, hey, hello. I think she, I, I think she has, but not to the extent that her talent should have been able to. Because how good she is, Layla's wisdom came out this year, or in 2017, I should say rather, and that did get a lot of buzz. But that album is. That album is really great, don't get me wrong, and it, it, I think it is her best work, but it's not that much better than Beauty and the Beast or that much better than Idea Beauty in the level of quality. It's, like I'm saying, that's what I mean. Like All those are great. And now she's getting the buzz for, you know what I'm saying, for, mm. for an album that's still better than those, but it's not to the degree that, at which, yeah. The, yeah the gap between the ga- them exactly, is not as large. Not as large. Right. To me, it just speaks more of to the level of how strong uh, misogyny is and how much we live in a patriarchal world. Like that aspect of it is that her talent and even her reach 
still is stifled. I just, that's what it thought to me. But I think, I do think people are picking up on the message, especially uh, black women. Because um, I've, uh, uh, somebody on um, on Instagram messaged me about uh, a post that I put up about Rhapsody and saying, oh, thank you for for this. This is a good song that I can let my daughter listen to. This is a great artist. And then I told her, I was like, oh, you're great. You know? And then I gave her a list of other female artists that are doing the same thing, that are very empowering, that are highlighting these issues um, that might not have the same light as Rhapsody. Like I said, like Ciroc. And, and everybody knows about Janelle Monet. Her, everybody should check out that album too. It's amazing. So uh, that's that's those are the personal things that I took from it. Anything else that you took that or you wanted to kind of highlight before we get into? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, probably and, go ahead. Probably the studio scene where she's um, in there with the group. Um, her, um, I'm uh, I'm not gonna say entourage, but she was with uh, all the other people in the room, and they were um, like, you know, they were having a good time and all that stuff. Just the camaraderie. Oh, oh, with Heather Victoria, another artist. Yeah. What yeah, she about? said they're they're not just coworkers, they're not other yeah. artists, they're not just it's working together. They're family. She's viewed them as their as her sisters. While um, what's uh, her producer's name again? Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder. Yes, it's like a brother to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a big brother to mm-hmm. that encouraging figure in her life. So I feel like she really has a really strong relationships with them. Really strong foundations, and that's very yeah. That's key with her, and I definitely think that's great for her because it keeps her balanced and really well and going. Keeps her going. There's there's more there's more at stake than just her. Yeah, you know it's everybody, and I like how she views them as part of the ride. They're they're along with it. And again, I can attest to that is because um, like I said, going back to that interview that I did with GQ, which is another amazing artist on Jamila, whose East Fourteenth album is is really really good. It made number seven right under Rhapsodies on our list of uh, top 10 albums. So uh, definitely check that out. And he's from Oakland. But he attests to that that's of uh, that's how she is. That's how that's what I mean. Like she's authentic. And that that's coming from somebody that has a firsthand experience of it. And he was saying that on Grammy night, they're getting all ready. And, you know, she got to be there and she's worrying about them. It's her Grammy night. And she's like. Well, do y'all got this done? Do y'all got this done? What about this? What about what about so and so over there? We gotta and she's like, they're like, don't worry about us. This is your night. Like, go chill. You're at the Grammys. Like, go. But that just she's caring in that regard of the whole team like that. And I think that is important. And I think that's that is what's leading to or helping her success. Oh, everything that I saw in this documentary, that's what I felt from her music. Oh, I, I got you. I felt like, like it was just a, this documentary was just confirmation of what I already felt about her. All that matches up, so it makes me feel that this is the person we're we're receiving, and it makes me feel good to support somebody that is real like that and is trying to highlight and and help others. So that's kind of what I took from it, and that's why to kind of move this to. Uh, in comparison to other episodes, that's why to me this was my favorite episode uh, so far. I can tell. <laughs> I just pretty sure all the viewers can tell too. You def- yeah. you were definitely out a lot on this one. I bet you were hell excited, like, "Oh, yeah. let's hurry the hell up!" Yeah, let's go I to was, number. Uh, six. Let's go to number six. I, I was very very excited about this one. But what? How did you view this in comparison to the other episodes? It actually does have a little similar theme. A lot of them definitely are hardworking. Uh, they're dedicated individuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't attain that level of greatness, or I, I believe, without having that. I think that also ties in with how good 
the message uh, that we're receiving from the producers, including Nas himself, that he's showing you the ones that are actually hardworking and are dedicated mm. and they're very, they have another side to them mm. rather than your average or the other ones that... They're deeper than we, than, than either we perceived or that sometimes is... is it's shown. Off, it's shown. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And what I love about it is it's such different backgrounds and stories. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's in the struggle. Not everyone's raised up like having a spoon in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's all different stories. But for the common denominator is what they're willing to do to achieve success. That's what I really like about it, all of them. And the fact that I think the producers is also like a little, little kudos to the producers. Again, the message that we are receiving from them or they want to show. Yeah. The way we like to end these usually is, how did you view her differently? And I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that, but I'll let you end it. I'll go first because, like I said, I didn't really view her any differently. It, it gave me confirmation of how I viewed her before. So okay. I, was, I, was, uh, I was happy, and like I said, I felt inspired because it shows that real genuine people that are, that are really about their craft and really work hard can get rewarded and, and, and will. You just got to stay with it long enough. So that's that's kind of how I that that I took away from it. Again, make it through that five to ten year window, and uh, <laughs> and, and you're on the clear. But um, well, I don't say you're on the clear, but at least you'll be you'll, you you should be good, especially with that long of dedication. Um, so I would love to hear what it, how you viewed her differently since you didn't have that much, you didn't know much about her before. Right when now naturally I just like to learn it learn in general Mm. so with this one i'm like okay it's not someone who i've heard before which i like because i have no expectations of it i literally just had this this mold of this person ready to learn with so i'm like all right let's see what she has to let's see what she's got so when i watched it it pretty much changed my view also because the message behind it uh the way women in industry are not looked at enough um that was the message i was getting i think i I think it honestly was a very good blend of the message being sent and her at the same time. It was very well balanced and they all intertwine with each other pretty well. Like I feel like it was just enough information on both parties. I think it was like a well even cut sandwich, my friend, (laughs) like straight up, you know, that nice little cut sideways. That's like perfect. Yes. It was like that, like that, like good balance. Um, I also really respect her as a person. Um, her character, her integrity amuses me. Makes me want to learn some more about her. And I will definitely say I'm definitely going to listen to uh, more of her content. I did feel great about it. Again, I do think they did a solid job regarding the upbringing, the trials, and successes from uh, her story. Yeah. Like I said, I can't, I can't give her any more praise than I have, man. Um, I think she's dope. I think you should listen to Everybody should listen to all her music. All the time. <laughs> Give her those streams. But like I said, I really think she's dope. And this was a very, very enjoyable episode to me. So I recommend people to go watch this episode as well. Thank you again, Damon, Mr. Transman, for doing this episode with me. Likewise. And, Thank you, dear. Um, I appreciate you doing uh, you know, all of them so far. And uh, so next week, come back and there will be Rapture uh, number, what is this, seven will be next. And that is going to be Just Blaze. And for that one, we're going to have uh, Trav, who's done um, several different podcasts with us in the, in the past. So he's going to be on that one and, and give us uh, kind of the East Coast perspective 
how he viewed the documentary. So, and then we'll have uh, Damon back for the last two, which will be episode eight. And um, we're going to have a wrap up about just overall what we thought about uh, the documentary as a whole. Can't wait. Episode eight next two weeks. And so follow uh, Vibrations Podcast on Instagram and Facebook are the pages. And the best way to listen is iTunes, SoundCloud, or and YouTube. And uh, so, again, thank you, everybody, for listening to another Stay Woke Podcast Productions. And this is D. Ray Brinson. And as you know, our motto is live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. We're out.